Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour adventure show, followed by a 30-minute variety program. So, just sit back and relax as we revisit the truly golden age of radio. I love adventure! Incident number 12, Curse on the Highway, a new Carlton E. Morse production featuring Jack, Doc, and Reggie. o'clock on a cold, rainy night on a state highway curving along the coast of Southern California. Jack Packard and Doc Long are in the cab of a two-ton delivery truck, attired in the khaki uniforms and peaked caps usually worn by truck drivers. Doc is at the wheel, peering anxiously through the foggy windshield at the barely visible white line down the middle of the road. Jack seems more interested in the side roads intersecting the main highway and adjust the wind wings so he can see out as they speed along. Jack, you have to keep that wing open. This cab's like an icebox already. Bear up a little longer, Doc. We've almost finished our day's work. Night's work, you mean. And just what is our work? Why, we're truckers, of course. Anybody can tell that from our clothes. Oh, what's the idea, Jack? Why are we wearing this disguise? Why are we driving up and down the highway for three nights running looking for something? And what are we looking for? Why don't you let me in on it? Well, I had what I thought was a pretty good reason for keeping you in the dark, but it doesn't seem to be working out. You keep telling me to keep my eyes open, but what for? Hijackers. Hijackers? Is that what we're looking for? That's it. Why didn't you tell me? I might have noticed something. Well, I knew what we were looking for, and I haven't noticed anything. Hmm. Hijackers, huh? I've been reading about it in the papers. They having a regular epidemic down here, ain't they? Yeah, I've been going on for months now. Local police have been yelling for help. That's why we're here. Well, are we working with the police? No, we're working for the Citizens' Welfare Committee. Well, who are they? The local welfare organization. Semi-political, I believe. Anyhow, they think this hijacking business is a reflection on the fair name of Southern California, and they want it stopped. You mean they want us to stop it? That's about it. We report to Xavier Carmichael, chairman of the committee. Well, son, how'd they happen to pick on us? Well, we got a telegram from this Mr. Carmichael asked me to come down here for an interview last week. He's got headquarters in an office building in downtown Santa Lorenzo. So you come all the way down here to see him? Yeah, I came down to see him. Come in, Mr. Packard. I know you by reputation, and it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, thanks, Mr. Carmichael. I'm flattered, I'm sure. Well, we're not as far out of the world as you might think. We know what's going on. Now, sit down, please. Oh, thanks. What's it all about? Well, undoubtedly, you've read about the wave of hijacking going on down here. Yes, I have. Several truck drivers murdered, I believe. That's right. 
Well, Mr. Packett, as chairman of the Citizens' Welfare Committee, I am prepared to offer you a good fee and expenses to get at the bottom of this hijacking for us. You mean to work with the local police? Absolutely not. But the local police followed their own clues. As citizens whom I represent have sent for you to do the clean-up job alone. Well, what's wrong with the police? Now, we're just tired of this hijacking and nothing done. We don't blame the police, but we want some action. I know you're Sheriff Hunley by reputation. I always thought he was a very capable man. Well, you see how capable he is. Practically every load of liquor and cigarettes that leaves the Santa Lorenzo Consolidated Warehouses is hijacked. In fact, it almost looks like a put-up job. And with us being so close to the border, we're stymied. You mean you think Sheriff Hunley... That's not Hunley himself, but someone under him. I'm not accusing anyone until I get the facts. That's what I want you for. Uh, I'm interested, Mr. Carmichael. It may take time, but I'll have a try if you like. We're willing to stand a reasonable amount of expense. I've made out a check for your first week's services. Well, that's pretty generous. And by the way, have you any suggestions? Any place where you want us to begin operations? That's your business, sir. I won't attempt to tell you how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Play it any way I see it, huh? Exactly. Well, that sounds all right. Good afternoon. Good luck, Mr. Packard. So that's how we happen to be here, Doc. I bet you the police will yell bloody murder if we break this case. Oh, say, son, I thought that Sheriff Huntley was a friend of yours. He was. Still is, I hope. Well, does he know we in town? Sure. I went to see him, too. Well, if it isn't Jack Packard himself. I haven't seen you in a coon's age. Well, how are you, Sheriff? I thought you'd be back in the army now. They're looking for good top sergeants again. <laughs> I tried, but they said I was too old. What are you doing down here anyway, Packard? Don't you know? Well, now that you come right out and ask me, yes, I do. You're working for Xavier Carmichael. I can see he doesn't keep a secret very well. Yeah, what can you expect from amateurs? Any objections to my new assignment? No, not at all. I'm just as anxious to get this hijacking business cleared up as Carmichael. More, in fact. Hey, just what is Carmichael's racket? Oh, he's made a pile of dough in the drug business. He's organized this citizen's welfare committee as a hobby. And they, they do a lot of good and help the veterans and write to the newspapers and all that. Mm. I wouldn't say you two were exactly working together. Uh, no, no, opposite sides of the political fence. Well, I'd like to cooperate with you on this business, Sheriff, but my orders are to go it alone. Oh, I understand, Jack. You can't always pick your clients. It was nice of you to come and see me. Under the circumstances, I doubted if you wouldn't. Well, uh, don't spill my play, huh? I imagine Carmichael will hit the ceiling if he knew. Uh, you can depend on me. If you need any help, don't worry on that score. Well, that's fair enough, Sheriff. Well, I meant it when I said I'm anxious to get the bottom of these hijackings. Several drivers have been killed, friends of mine. Just between ourselves, we haven't been able to get a single lead on the gang that's doing it. They specialize in cigarettes and liquor, I hear. Yeah. yeah and then a fast trip across the border. They seem to know every time a load of the stuff hits the road, there's a leak somewhere. You've already checked the trucking companies? Every one in the district. Uh, how about the drivers themselves? They don't know what they're carrying until they're on the road. They know it may mean their life if they talk. And too many of them been killed. No, it's not the drivers. Well, Sheriff, if you haven't been able to crack it, I don't know what I'm doing here. But the fee is good and a job's a job in this game. Well, glad to have you. And don't forget what I said. If you get into any trouble, need any help, just yell. Thanks. And don't think I haven't got the voice for it. 
Well, I feel a little bit better knowing the sheriff's office ain't gunning for her. Sheriff Hundley's all right. Hey, here comes the truck. He's blinking his light. He's saying hello. Blink back at him. You okay? Hello, there, fella. <laughs> Hope he ain't carrying no cigarettes or liquor. If he is, I bet he's none too happy. Gets mighty lonesome on this stretch of highway at night. Not getting nervous, are you? Oh, no, I'm just tired. Plenty of strain watching this white line. Yeah, I know. I'll take the wheel on the way back. When we going back? As soon as we have a bite to eat. I think there's a cafe along here somewhere. Yeah, down the road, piece. There's a roadside cafe. We ain't tried it yet. Yeah, there are the lights up ahead. Roadside cafe. <clears throat> I can always remember places to eat. Popular place. A lot of trucks parked around. Must be good. That's one thing I've learned about the trucking business. Truck stop where the eating is good. I uh, hope you're right. Uh, here we are. And am I hungry? Hey, there's a space in between those two trucks. Look it, son. Ain't no wonder there's so many trucks outside. It ain't the food, it's that beautiful blonde. Watch it, Doc. She may not be so dumb, either. Yeah. Hey, there's a couple of vacant stools down the far end of the counter. Yeah, uh, lead on. Hey, Goldie, how about another egg sandwich and a toast? Egg pan, burn it. Mm. Nice shape, huh, Jack? Remember what I told you. Yeah, gosh, it's nice to sit down and not have no wheel in your hand. You said it, brother. I see white lines in my sleep. Yeah, I'll be satisfied if I can see them when I'm awake. Hey, Goldie, how's about a couple of cups of Java? Okay, Java coming up. And a menu. Menu's on the blackboard. Yeah, up there on the wall. You fellas haven't been trucking long, have you? No, just breaking in. How'd you know? Oh, I haven't seen you around, and you ain't been here before. You've known about the blackboard. Yeah, we didn't know about this place. Oh, all the truckers hang out here. Mr. Jabba, this'll thaw the ice out of your bones. Honey, I thawed out the minute I laid eyes on you. Um, how about a date on my night off? You're talking out of the wrong side of your mouth, pal. Pull the chili for me, please. What'll be for you, Yardbird? How about Saturday night? Booked up two months solid. Get your mind on your ease. I'll buy him a chili. I'm starving. Medium. On two. Hey, don't go away. We're just getting acquainted. I got better company to keep. How you doing, Bing? Hey, I want your little present, Goldie. Hey, Doc, look. Bottle of bonded stuff. Oh, you're a pal, Bing. I got a whole case for you outside. Oh, I'd have been happy with a quart. Hot shot trip, huh? How do you think I got it? I knew you'd make it. You can afford to take me into Los Angeles now. I'll be back Saturday night. I'll be waiting. Excuse me, your stand's ready. Hot shot trip. That's what they call carrying an important load, Doc. Yeah, I get it. Oh, I'm sorry, Bing. I didn't know Goldie was your gal. That's all right, fella. I've been trying to make the grade a long time. Yeah, she's worth waiting for. If you ever get fed up, let me have your place in the line. Two chilies and eggs, Sam. I'll eat on the way, Goldie. I got to step on it now. Okay. Bye, Bing. Be seeing you. I'll leave the case in the storeroom. Oh, swell. Bye, Goldie. Hey, uh, honey, is this radio work? Sure. But you got to turn it on. Takes a minute to warm up. Hmm. Took me less than that to warm up to you, baby. Ah, uh, I bet you're wonderful on a dance floor. I 
can stomp a little, if that's what you mean. Well, look, now that Bing's gone, we can get down to business. Hey, don't go away. Sorry. I gotta phone my mother. Well, let me treat you. Here's a nickel. Why not? I'm thankful for small favors. Well, when you get through talking, can I come see you in the phone booth? No, not tonight. There's onions in that chili. You don't seem to be going over so well. Oh, she's just playing hard to get. Uh, we don't want any trouble with this fellow Bing. Less attention we attract, the better. Oh, gold is just being nice to him on account of the bottle goods. Yeah, lots of static around here. No, that's Goldie calling her mother. On my nickel, too. It better be her mother. Well, we've had enough. How about you? I could stand a piece of pie. You mean you want to hang around that waitress? Well, it'd probably break her heart if I don't wait to see her. Come on, Doc. Forget it. Well, how about paying her check? I left money. Here we go. Now you can see for yourself how hard it is to drive in this rain. Yeah, kind of tough on the eyes. Glad we had that hot chili. I wonder what drivers done before they had windshield wipers. Hey, what's that up ahead? Looks like a fire. Somebody's burning trash. In this rain? Oh, yeah, that is kind of fun. I think it's a flare. Yeah, there are two of them. Sure, somebody's truck broke down. Uh-huh, parked the side of the road. Flares front and back. Slow down, maybe we can help. You know anything about trucks? Only just enough to drive again. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hey, Jack, is a guy underneath working on it? Well, we'll pull alongside and sympathize anyway. Hey, under there, you need any help? Guess he didn't hear you. Hey, there, you in trouble? <laughs> he must be deep. Can you see him? Yeah, well, what you know, it's a friend Bean. Bing? You mean the fellow at the cafe? Yeah, the guy give gold to that lick. We better take a look. Hey, you don't Get think... out. I got a hunch something's wrong. Hey, Bing. Bing, can we help you? He hasn't moved. I'm going under there. Hey, look, son. That wrench is taped to his hand. Yeah. We'll shake him. No use. He's dead. Dead? You, you mean... Yeah. Shot through the heart. Oh, poor... Um... I guess he was carrying cigarettes and liquor, all right. Come on, we got a job to do. Doing what? I got a hunch. Let's get on it. Slow down. Here's the highway. Well, where to now, son? Turn right. The roadside cafe. The roadside? Say, now, ain't that a mean trick on Goldie? Goldie? Oh, the blonde waitress. Why is it a mean trick? Well, Bing being dead and all, she's probably feeling pretty bad. I I wouldn't want to take advantage of her. She's a nice kid. How are you going to take advantage of her? Well, son, she kind of likes me. And now that her date for Saturday night is busted, I could probably step right into Bing's shoes. And that's just what you're going to do. Jack, you mean that you approve of my interest in Goldie? I not only approve, I'm encouraging it. Well, hey there, you, you have had a change of heart. Look, you know what's in this package here? No, I don't. I've been wondering. Looks like a Christmas present. Well, not exactly. It's a gift for Goldie. Oh, a gift for Goldie. Hey, now, you don't mean that no, you... No, no, I'm not trying to beat your time. You're going to present it to the fair young lady yourself. Oh, I am? Well, it must be a catch somewhere. Well, what's in the package? A couple of bottles of scotch. No kidding. 
Oh, oh man, is she gonna like that? Very much, I think. Well, wait just a minute now, son. Uh, Bing, that other driver, he give her a whole case of liquor just before he was found dead. Well, you wanted to step right into Bing's shoes, didn't you? Not all the way, if you know what I mean. And when she asked if you're hauling cigarettes and liquor, you answered just like Bing did. Well, how was that? Just say, where do you think I got the stuff? Hey, you don't think Goldie had anything to well, do I'm with it. Well, I'm going to find out pretty quick. If she's the leak, we're going to be hijacked tonight. You mean you think she finds out from the drivers when they're hauling stuff that the hijackers want? Why not? Oh, hey, I don't think I like Goldie nearly so much. Well, don't go jump to conclusions till we prove it. But if we prove it, I won't be here not to like her. You've got your gun handy, haven't you? Right here in my shoulder holster. That's how come you asked me twice tonight if I was set for target practice. That's it. And if Goldie says anything about Bing, we know nothing about it. Only what we're reading the paper. Right. Even the police don't know we found him. Oh, hey, you didn't identify yourself when you called in from that gas station. No, I just told him I was a motorist passing by. No point in our getting mixed up in it. Well, here's a roadside cafe. I'm pretty excited, but not in just the same way I was last night. Pull in here. That's it. Ain't many trucks here tonight. Well, a little earlier, yeah. Don't forget your package. Yeah, yeah, give it to me. Now, do your stuff, Doc. Remember, this may be the break we've been waiting for. And about time. Well, if you ever made a play for a girl, do it tonight. Oh, now you're talking about the kind of work I was cut out to do, wooing the women. Not that I think you're right about gold. Maybe. She is. Hi, Goldie. Hello. Not so crowded tonight. Uh, never is for seven. Have you missed me, honey? Look, I haven't had to throw anything at you yet, but when I do, I won't miss. Oh, ain't she the kidder? Well, let's sit down. Anywhere, Goldie? Sure, no reserved seats here. Hey, I've been carrying your picture around with me ever since I seen you last, Goldie. Picture? I didn't give you no picture. It's in my mind. I can't see nothing else. And all I gotta say is, you better let your friend do the drive. Truer words were never spoken. He almost ditched us last night. Okay, what'll it be, Jen? Slab of cheese on rye for me. You eating, handsome? Well, thank you for them kind words, Sugarfoot. Oh, I'll just sit right here and look at you. What's eating you? You look as sick as our beef sandwich. He's in love, Goldie. For guy's sake, give him a date so he can do his share of the trucking. American on rye. Did you have them? Yeah, one for the love lawn, too. Colored? No, we're taking blank. Just made up a batch. I'll see if it's ready. How am I doing? Not bad. You better eat something, though. No, uh-uh. If we're going to have action, I shoot better on an empty stone. You don't seem to be worrying about being in it. No. <laughs> but that's always the effect I have on winter. Here she comes. Now, don't forget your package. Here you are. First two cups out of the kettle. Um, have you thought any more about Saturday night, Goldie? What about Saturday night? Well, I sort of thought that maybe you might have changed your mind about about going out with me. Oh? You got a car? Well, no, not just exactly. I ain't going nowhere in no truck. Well, it gets you there and it gets you back. What's the difference? My chinchilla don't look good in a truck, no thing. Oh, Goldie, now, that ain't no way to treat me. After what I brung you, too. Yeah? What did you bring me? Here. That's a present for you. Oh, oh, gee, thanks. What is it? Open it up and see. Well, Scotch. The 
this is a surprise. I thought maybe you might like it. It's best brand on the market. Yeah, swelp stuff. So you're not hauling these. Well, where you think I got it at? Gee, a hot shot already, Important huh? to slow down the highway. You can't keep a good man down. Yeah, I guess you got a future, all right. Well, I finished my feed bag. You ready, Doc? You at that sandwich already? Sure, but you wouldn't know. You've been in a trance. Hey, um, Goldie, I, I get automobile for Saturday night. I'll rent one. Okay, handsome. Okay, it's the deal. Come on, Doc. We're behind schedule. All right, all right. Bye, Goldie. I'll see you Saturday. I'll be waiting. Good work, Doc. Mm. Done all right, huh? I'm in. Let's get going. Am I still driving? Yep. Yeah, got me a date, too. You know Jack is something about me. Yeah, sure is. Takes a dizzy blonde to see it. Oh, you just jealous. Oh, sure. Boy, I can't wait till Saturday. Aren't you forgetting the reason for your little act in there? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was just an act, wasn't it? I forgot for a minute. Keep your mind on your driving. Now turn around and go back to the cafe. Go back? What? I forgot my cap. Oh, guess I ain't the only one that's always forgetting. Yeah. Hope there wasn't no cops seeing me make that U-turn. Turn out your lights as we drive up. Well, why? You want to attract Goldie's attention. Well, okay, they're off. Where you want to park at? Out here on the road. I'll be right out. Just went in the telephone booth. Oh, I forgot my cap. I thought she might have put it away. Uh, listen to that static on that radio. Always does it if anybody telephones. Yeah. My cap must be around here somewhere. There's a cap on the floor under that stool. Oh, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Go on, quick. North? Right. Step on it. Keep your eyes open. Huh, don't see nothing yet. What are we looking for? Keep your eye peeled. Don't relax for a minute. You think we're sure enough going to get hijacked tonight? I'm sure of it. Huh. Son, the more I think about it, the more I think you got Goldie pegged wrong. She was in the telephone booth when I went back to the cafe. Well, she might have been calling her mama. She called her mother the night Bing was murdered. Hey, you don't suppose there's a chance of us being murdered, do you? Who knows? Still don't see nothing. We must have come a good 60 miles. 58 to be exact. Maybe they missed us. Maybe we spent too much time back there at that gas station. I don't think so. Uh, son, seeing as how I might not be alive to talk this over with you, why, tell me, how did you know all them police would be waiting for us at the gas station? The little plan I worked out with Sheriff Hunley. <laughs> I turned near fell out of the cab when I seen him. Must have been a couple of dozen of them. Twenty. And every one of them handy with a machine gun. Won't them hijackers be surprised when they find out we carrying a load of police instead of cigarettes and liquor? That's the general idea. Hey, what's that up ahead? Looks like a flare. Yeah, it is a flare. Two of them. You reckon there's a truck in trouble? No. That's what we've been looking for. This, 
this the hijacking game? Yeah. Then you better warn our machine gun crew in the back. Right. Three knocks on the back of the cab. Stay here, you? Yeah, I'm answered yet. Yeah, there it is. They're ready. I'm getting pretty close. What I do now? Slow up for the flares, just as they expect we will. A couple of thugs will probably jump on the running board and try to open the cab doors. Sure yours is locked? Oh, you're tight on the drum. So is mine. Now, when they hit the running boards, be sure the truck is stopped. Throw on the emergency brake and then duck. Do you understand? Yeah, I got it. When the truck stops, Hunley and his men will pour out the back and start blasting away with their Tommy guns. Well, can't we get in on the fun? Not unless we have to. They'll be covering us. We're depending on surprise. Hey, there's somebody in the middle of the road. Signaling with a flashlight. Yeah. I guess this is it, all right. All right. I'm going to slow down now. Only seems to be just one man. The others are probably hiding behind the truck. Remember your instructions? Yeah. Here we are. I'm in trouble, pal. Can you give me a hand? What's the matter? Hey, what is this? I need some liquor, pal. Stick them up. Get them up, both of you, and get out of the cab. This is stick up? You said it. Open those doors before we drill you. Duck, duck. <laughs> Jack, here in my office. You don't mind if Doc comes along, too? Yeah, how about me? Oh, not at all. Come on in. Want to congratulate you both. Fine work. Well, same to you, Sheriff. Any of your men hurt seriously? No, that's the best part of it. Only a couple of scratches. And we got ten hijackers. Four dead and six wounded. Well, then I guess we're washed up here. Well, I think we've broken the back of the gang, all right. But I do wish we could have gotten the brains behind it. Uh, none of the wounded hijackers will sing? Uh, they claim they got their orders from Bugs Thompson. He died back there on the road. Uh, that's too bad. What about the girl, Goldie? Did you pick her up? Yeah, we're working her over. She says she always called Bugs Thompson on the phone. Well, now, maybe Thompson was a brain. No, Thompson was just a thug. He could do the rough stuff, but somebody else did the planning. It was too clever. Oh, then, then Goldie was a member of the gang? Sure, she admits it. You're breaking Doc's heart, Sheriff. Doc had a wolfish eye on Goldie. Even gave her a couple of bottles of scotch. <laughs> oh, so that's it. Huh? Yeah? And this Xavier Carmichael see you, Sheriff. Says you sent for him. Carmichael? Uh-oh. This probably means trouble for you, Jack. Oh, I don't think so. In fact, I took the liberty of sending for him in your name, Sheriff. You want him in here? Yeah, do you mind? Uh, show him in. Yes, sir. I'll get him. What's the idea, Jack? That's something you haven't let me in on? Maybe. This way, Mr. Carmichael. Sheriff's right inside. Pretty late hour to be getting me out of bed, Sheriff. Must be something important. What? Packard. Oh, so you know Jack Packard. Packard, what's the meaning of this? I thought I told you... Carmichael, I accuse you of being the mastermind behind the cigarette and liquor hijacking gang. I accuse you... What? Hey, Jack. I accuse you of murder and robbery on the highway. Packard, you must be out of your mind. You must be drunk. Yes, what is this, Packard? This is your mastermind, Sheriff. Carmichael, your gang was rounded up tonight and Bugs Thompson is dead. Bugs Thompson? Never heard of the gentleman. Who is he? I know it seemed like a foolproof setup, Carmichael. None of the gang knew who they were working for except Goldie. Goldie? Yeah, we got her, too. She gave away the whole show. Oh, that two-faced little brat. <laughs> yep. Okay, Sheriff, I, I guess that's that. Well, looks to me like a friend Carmichael's about ready to sign a confession, Jack. How about it, Sheriff? Yeah. Deputy, take him outside and give him pen and paper. It's a pleasure. Come along, you. 
Jack, what goes on here? You threw me a curve. How'd you happen to suspect Carmichael? He's got wealth, position. What was his motive? Greed. Just plain greed. He was rich, but he wanted to be richer. Yeah, but Goldie, Jack, how come you know she knew Carmichael? Because I listened to her telephone call. But she always called from the booth. How could you hear her? Remember the static on the radio? Yeah. Remember I told you it was the telephone dial? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, when I went back for my cap, Goldie was dialing a number. I listened to the clicks over the radio. I counted the clicks and got the number. Granite, 9854. And that was Carmichael's number? I checked with the telephone company and found out the number was a private wire leased to Carmichael. And from what Carmichael said, Goldie not only worked for him, she must have been his girl. Sorry, Doc. Better luck next time. Oh, that's okay, son. She was only a strawberry blonde after all. I never did go for a strawberry blonde very much. Now... Now, now, you take a real flaming redhead. Not me. You take her. You think I won't? Whoop. I'll take a flaming redhead every time. You have just heard I Love Adventure, a new Carlton E. Morse production featuring Michael Raffetto as Jack Packard and Barton Yarborough as Doc Long. Next week... International Incident Number 13, entitled The Ambassador Ricardo Santos Incident, An Affair of Death in the African Jungles. Other players in tonight's show included Lou Krugman, Peggy Weber, Russell Thorson, Frank Richards, and Frank Gerstel. Curse on the Highway was written by Thomas J. Ahern. Organ music by Rex Curry. Your announcer, Dresser Dahlstedt. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. Jackie, you took them words right out of my mouth. What's the idea? Well, Maestro, you've been introducing stars on this PAPS program for some time. Well, me and the lads decided to give you a taste of your own medicine and let you know how it feels to be a guest star. What is this, my <laughs> lad? You me? No, sir. This is a relief program, and you is the first to be relieved. Yeah. Tonight it's going to be little Jackie Heller and all the lads with Ben Bernie as guest star. Now listen, Maestro, don't be nervous, don't be nervous. All right, Major, go ahead, Major. <laughs> For our first number, we're going to play from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. From the picture, two for tonight. And the same Maestro, how about dedicating this song to somebody? You're good at dedicating. Well, I'm glad you asked me something, Jackie. I'd like to do something on the TA program. I'd like to dedicate this number to a certain gal in California. From the top of your head to the tip of your toes, you're beautiful. You've got eyes like Cleopatra. You've got a mouth like Mona Lisa. You've got a neck like Venus. 
And ladies, if you don't mind my mentioning it, your appetite certainly ain't bad. <laughs> hey, Jackie, I took that gal out to dinner just before we left California. Would you believe it? For dessert, she ordered a steak with whipped cream. Swing it, Mickey, swing it.
of warning Two hearts beat as one From out of nowhere You came to me Our breeze passed by Whispering your name to me Without a word of warning And strange as it seems We kissed and with that kiss you Invaded my dream I don't know how it happened But out of the blue of above You came along Hello? Yes? Yeah? Just a minute, please. Maestro's phone for you. Phone for me? Why, who's calling, Jackie? Uh, it's that horse you fed on yesterday. Ah, <laughs> tell him to come home. All is forgiven. <laughs> well, Maestro, listen, the program is going along swell, but I haven't got a windshield gag. A windshield gag? Why, it's just as well, Jackie. That guy Winchell is coming back on the air Sunday night. You just can't gag, Winchell. <laughs> well, say, Maestro, I saw Winchell last night all dressed up in a top hat and tails. A top hat and tails, huh? Well, that's nothing, Jackie. It runs in the family. All his ancestors had tails. So, uh... <laughs> Tell me, what happens now, Jackie? Well, Maestro, there's a request for me to sing. A request for you to sing? Yes, sir, a request for me to sing. For my mother. Ah, I get it. <laughs> well, tell me, what's it going to be? Well, then it's that very beautiful song, Paris in the Spring. And uh, have Davy Rose, that swell accompanist for you. He's in the studio. Let's make him play the piano for you. Well, well I'll particular that. Couldn't the Kiwi, McKee? Paris in the Spring. No one can ever know 
that, Maestro? Lovely, Jack. Lovely. How do you spell that? <laughs> the big moment has a piazza de resistance of the evening, and as Maestro would say, the good old piazza. I'd like to introduce to you a man who millions listen to every Tuesday, a man who made the peppery packed blue ribbon beer conscious. Without this man, no Tuesday night would be complete. Gentlemen, Just a minute, Jackie. Don't lay it on so thick. Why, they won't believe all that about me. Hey, wait a minute. I wasn't talking about you. I was introducing the commercial announcer. Carry on, Mr. Kent. Ah, <laughs> it's time for pass. <laughs> Everywhere and always these days. At home, at play, at work. When you stop for the noonday lunch, add zest to your salad or sandwich with good, delicious, fat blue ribbon beer and ale. At home, enjoy your favorite summer dishes with wholesome, pure, fat blue ribbon beer or ale. Yeah, ma'am. There's real comfort waiting for you in every bottle of pap. Comfort that makes the day many degrees cooler. Nice work, Mr. Kent. Nice work. But don't be so modest, Mr. Kent. Don't interrupt me, Jackie. I'm following up that announcement, yeah, there. All I wanted to say to you, Mr. Kent, is you can always refer to pap as public beer number one. Take it, Maestro. Yeah, sir. Maestro, hard to hear from Colonel Little Matty Frager, my old roommate. Uh, he, he does that little Viennese doll song on kitchen. Very, very cool. Oh, fine. Anything you like, Jackie. It's your program. All right, ladies and gentlemen, lend your ears to little Colonel singing kitchen. I hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> If it's my kindest fortune, my pretty little fortune, if you love me like I love you, no knife can cut our love into. Oh, Papa must be my fortune. If you'll always be my fortune, I'll sing to you the whole night through, my fortune, I love you. To this, my kindest fortune, oh, my pretty little fortune. Why, you know, after all is said and done, two dolls can live as cheap as one. Oh, build a house, my poopchen, with a front porch and a stoopchen, a rendezvous, where you and I can watch the ball go drifting by. To the shop there came a child one day to take the little girl down away. As they rushed her up and tied the string, she heard the boy down sing. You be my silent poopchen, my pretty little poopchen, your face is blue and I'm in green. Oh, I'll be back to my poopchen, you know. Be my pushing. My love for you will never stop. If I'm the bottom, you're the top. pleasure at this time to introduce to you our guest star of the evening, a man who needs no introduction to you guys and you gal, a boy who came from New York to be good. I can know 20 words, terrific, and I'm referring to a swell person, Ben Bernie, the old maestro, ladies and gentlemen, everybody. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jackie. 
Thank you. Am I safe, Jackie, in assuming that this time you really mean me? Hey, Allison, Ben, this is your spot. Now, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. There's nothing I really can do. Oh, come on, Armaster. Don't be modest. Well, I'm not being modest, Jackie. I'm just being honest. Well, there's no time to be honest. Do something. Well, let me see. I can't sing. You know, I can't play. Well, which can't you do the better? <laughs> I believe I don't play better than I don't sing. All right, then, Faye. Then play, um, uh, humor cue. What? Humor cue. Humor cue? Yeah. Why, how does it go? You miss you, who you miss you, who you miss you, who you, ah, you mean you. humor ass. That's it. <laughs> All right, Al, let me have an A, will you? That's near enough. I hope you folks don't turn me out for a weather report here. <laughs> All right, boys, the humor ass. And remember, no finessing. <laughs> Get it my key, I thanks it. That's all I thanks it. <laughs> and now, Jackie, just in case there's somebody listening after that fiddle solo, I think you'd better sing another song for them. How's about it? All right, my sir, what'll it be? How about swing it from Little Pal's Kitchburg? Swing it, Mickey boy. Swing it. They'll do it in London. 
here in New York, Jackie. I opened Friday. Oh, we've got to get that in. Everybody will be down to see you too, Jackie. Thank you. You're a swell little fellow. Thank you. I'm glad you came up here tonight. Jackie is one swell little chap, and I hope all Pittsburgh is listening in. I want you all to know that Jackie takes care of his mother and five other girls. (laughs) And now, fix the deal, and I fix the deal is that hot saxophonist of ours who incidentally is just announcing his engagement to Gracie Barry, dear, dear. Gracie and Pat Kennedy will be on a bill with us next, uh, that is, next Tuesday night on the past broadcast. Dick will go to bed very early next week, something tells me. <laughs> well, anyhow, Dick has made a full arrangement of top hats, white tie, and tails. Mickey, that is your cue. <laughs> Dashing Cavalier is going to sing up into the blue to love. 
on every night of eight. By the way, Ray, come over here, you scoundrel. Who was that lady I seen you with last night? I wasn't no lady. That was my girl. Her name is Sybil, my son. Her name is Sybil? Why do they call her Sybil? She was born during the Civil War. RKO Theater in dear old Cleveland. Ho, ho, ho. Zelda. And now the time has come to lend thine ear. Au revoir, pleasant dreams. Au revoir, pleasant dreams. Think of us when requesting the theme. Until next Tuesday night when possibly you all may tune in again. Keep the old myself always in your shoes. Oh, boy, this is Ben Bernie, ladies and gentlemen, and all the lads. Wishing you all a bit of pleasant dreams. May good luck and happiness, success, good health, good cheer. Then you'll see. And now, we've got to leave you here. The Old Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.